everybody, welcome to Through the Lens episode two. And again, this podcast is just designed to hear and understand the world from the perspective of Generation Z. And so as always, Michaela will be co-hosting and we have a few new guests on the show with us today. And so why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and then we'll get into the topic. All right. Hey, my name's Graham. I'm a freshman at Carroll High School. I'm 15 and I play football. I'm Alex Sittler. I am 14. And Birthday I got... recently. Woo! Woo! Birthday girl. Um, I go to Canterbury Middle School and I'm an actor. I like to act. Yes. Awesome. All How the many... acting. She told me this. Plays or musicals have you done already? Uh, yes. Wait. Guess. Make him guess. Yeah, guess. Nine. No. You're close, but no. It's a lot. More than that? Yeah. It's in the double digits. It's in the double digits. It's in the double digits. I just asked you this question. It's so funny. <laughs> I, had to, I had to think about uh, it. <laughs> down one. Twelve? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's so today's topic, um, we are going to be wrestling with this question about who is God and looking at who is God to you guys, who is God um, to people your age, and then also just the church as a whole and Christians and looking at what kinds of things um, does the church do that maybe are good or not good. So to start, we're just going to start with the basic question. What do you think people your age believe about who God is? Well, I go to a school that we're not technically a Christian school, okay. but uh, the technical thing is founded on Christian values. Okay. So we're basically a Christian school. A lot of the people at my school are Catholic, so that's interesting. Okay. Um, so I think a lot of people my age that are Christian at least believe that God exists. Uh-huh. And have maybe started delving a little bit deeper, yeah. but not really. Okay. So do you say more like they know who God is, but they haven't necessarily started a relationship with God? Like how we look at having a relationship with God? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not I'm not sure that's how I would describe it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine too. Cool. What about you, Graham? I think Carol's a little bit more diverse, I think, in what mm-hmm. you you're gonna see people kinda like walk in kinda everything. Yeah. And so it's kinda now it's like so like there's so many people in Carol. Now it's how do I find those friends for me, maybe? People that like I think are like good people and I've really like founded themselves like in Christianity. But there's always those influences around you of people who maybe aren't that. What percentage of people at your school would you say like believe in god like believe maybe Ooh. in any god like there is a god your best guess obviously you're not gonna know yeah, like that's the stats, actually say. that's a really good question over actually. under 50 percent i i'd say for my school over 50 percent not all of us are like christian or catholic there's a at least a part of our school that is um muslim okay. which is i think is pretty cool you can walk the hallways in, a, in the high school and but obviously I'm not in high school yet but I got to visit but I'm getting off track I'm, I apologize That's okay. um, but you can walk the halls in the high school and there will be people that will be walking the hallways and have their head covered for a religious reason and I just think it's cool to walk the halls and see all the diversity there so I graduated high school in 2005 and I don't know that we had any other religions represented other than Christianity, and I would say for the most part, like, I think it was still pretty cultural that, like, most people believed in God or went to church or had very positive feelings toward that. I feel like that radically started to shift after I graduated. So it's interesting you guys have, both of you really have a lot more diversity mm-hmm. of religion in your schools. Um, do you feel like that leads to, like, do you feel like you can talk to people about religious beliefs, or is it a pretty closed-off environment where like we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and so we can't talk about it 
What I normally do is I don't tend to talk about my faith with people unless we are really good friends because I feel like you can't really make a good outreach unless you know the person first. If it's brought up, yeah, you can talk about it, but like it's not something that you just bring up at the lunch table and that you just like talk about because I feel like it is kind of a thing that you don't want to hurt someone uh, like else's feelings or like be like weird, I guess, about it. So it's good. Yeah. There are definitely like social stereotypes about mm-hmm. don't be that one kid at school that's always talking about their faith because there's at least at my school there's definitely I always I always feel weird about talking about my faith because I don't want to be that one kid that just brings it up all the time. And was that how it was when you were in school? Yeah, I think I also went to the same school that Graham went to, and so I would talk about it if someone wants to have a conversation mm-hmm. with me about it, yeah. but I'm not going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. And that stereotype that you talk about is a thing. Like, you don't want to be, I don't want to be, like, that super annoying, like, I'm going to bring it up all the time, and then you don't like me for it. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's kind of like, I would think of it more just like, if I'm a, if that's, if I believe what I believe about God and my faith, like, hopefully that's going to show up in my conversation just like naturally and in the things that I do and believe and say. Um, but yeah, I definitely would probably not bring it up unless I was asked about it Yeah, or it felt yeah. appropriate. That's the exact opposite. I mean, I guess my school experience. And so hearing all of you guys say that, like, I think I talked about God almost every day at the lunch table in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was conversations of like, you know, what do we believe? How do we navigate this? Like, mm-hmm. And they were interesting. And maybe it was just the group of friends I was around because, I I mean, most of them went to church. And I don't know that they were sold-out Christians or how many of them still attend church today. But, like, Mm -hmm. we could have those conversations. And even if people heard us or people came over, it wasn't weird. But yet I do see that kind of cultural shift you guys are talking about where I think even if it's okay to talk about, you feel like it's not okay to talk about it. And people get offended easily and you don't want to push beliefs on people. And so... It's just interesting because that's not the school I attended at all. You went to a New Haven. It was I mean, it's a public school. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That's that's part of the reason I value my relationship with my friend who um, is an atheist. Is we can talk about that stuff. We can be like, okay, here's what I believe. Here's what you believe. Let's talk about this. Like one time, they showed us a video on evolution in science class, and I came up to him during recent, I'm like, did you have science yet? He said, yes. I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. Does it ever feel, like, uncomfortable to do that? I don't know. Um, sometimes, because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to lose this person as a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we've gotten more comfortable. It's uncomfortable starting the conversation. Yeah. But, and there'll be, like, little moments where it's uncomfortable, but... That's why I value having a relationship before you start talking with someone about religion. You guys feel like you're in the minority as people who are, I would say, actively trying to pursue God? That's actually kind of a tough question because I don't know if I'd say, I'd, mm, I don't think I'd say a minority, but I think there's actually pretty, like, like I said, it's pretty diverse, but I, don't, I wouldn't say we're at the lower end, like minority. But I think there's still like a good amount of people that are actually actually actively trying to pursue God. But there's also a lot of people I think pursuing their other religions, I think, at school. And so I think it's I think sometimes it balances equal. Sometimes it may not feel like it may maybe you feel like you're in the minority. I would say no as well. Or at least I'm not in the minority as a Christian. 
not sure with the actively pursuing God part. My perception is there's a lot of teens who just like don't care, who are kind of anti the church, anti God. Um, <clears throat> you have to hear you guys say that maybe you feel like you can't be as vocal because hurting people's feelings and it being a different culture than it used to be. But yeah, at the same time, you feel like there are other teens. Like that's really encouraging to me, I guess, to hear that side of it. In Trevor saying like being an active Christian, um, I mean, I think we would both say, and you guys probably would say too, you actively pursue Christ. You are people who try to be involved, come to church and serve. So why is that something that you guys have chosen to make a priority in your life? I'm still on that balancing point where I'm trying to, I am trying to start actively pursuing more, but it's really hard, especially with today's culture and trying to find time because I'm really busy sometimes. So there was that. And then with helping with the church, I sort of just felt like I should help with something Mm -hmm. because both of my parents are getting here early anyway. I should help. And I ended up helping anyways without actually being a volunteer for a while. I would just start greeting with my mom. So, yeah, you would say it's it's always kind of been a part of growing up and it's kind of just happened naturally. Yeah. Do you feel like you're at a place or you ha- you've had to get to a place where your faith was no longer your parents' faith? Like, have you, do you feel like there was a point in time where you're like, I kind of had to decide, like, I'm going to have to make this my own? Not, not yet. really? Not, not yet. yet. I I know that's probably going to come at some point, but honestly, right now, it's like, I feel like the trigger point for me is going to be like, once we switch to, once I get to high school Mm -hmm. and we're going second service and I have my own car, Mm -hmm. it's going to be more of a choice because like, my parents aren't the ones that control where, where I go anymore. Right. And... So, I haven't reached that yet. I've started thinking about it a little bit. When I first started out, I'd say in, like, sixth grade at CDYC, that's when I really found God. And then that's when I met kind of, like, Trevor. He was pretty cool at that time, so. Nah, he's a scrub. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, that's what actually kind of brought me back because he was always, like, kind of, like, there for me. He was cool. And then I met, like, a lot of other friends here and a lot of other people. It was more about them, but I think that's all, that was also kind of a good thing because it brought me back and then. Once I got my, once I kind of developed my own faith, I came back because I knew it was important to me, and then just I needed, and that I needed to serve other people and help people at my school. So I'm still working on that, but I'm that's okay. Trying to get there. The stats are crazy of the number of people who are like, just not attending church anymore, and I think it's r- so so easy to drift away from God when you drift away from other people, because mm. yeah, like the serving people is such a huge thing that a lot of people never get to, that you start to understand the way God sees us when we serve other people. And you start to understand the way God created us to be when we have that community with other people. And when you choose not to come to church and not show up, you lose that community, you miss the opportunity to serve. And it's like, it's so much harder, I think, to find God and experience God off on your own on this island. Even if you're watching things and reading things, like we were designed so much to be with people that when we remove that component, I think we miss what God is about. What are some um, things that you've maybe struggled with in your faith and with who God is or doubts that maybe you've had um, either currently or in the past? When I was thinking about this kind of like earlier, like when I read the questions, I really kind of thought of one thing. And I think that's really knowing what God wants me to do mm. or like 
kind of the decisions he wants me to make. Like, even every day, I kind of think, like, I kind of actually have this thing in, like, my head. It's, like, every day, it's, like, okay, now how can I, like, glorify God's name? Yeah. But, like, the thing is, how do I do that? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I know he'll put me in situations, but, like, what do I say? What do I do? How can I encourage other people? Like, yeah. actually, how? And yeah. I, feel, I find, like, myself struggling with that. Like, what do I say? A big struggle for me is, has and is the, um, the LGBTQIA plus community. Because um, I've had more friends come out to me in recent years, which is, which is really cool because they trust me, and that's really cool. But I'm hitting this thing now where, like, okay, God says this is wrong, but it's not my place to judge, and he just says to love everyone. But the church as a whole now is trying to persecute them that's not what God's trying to say. He's like, love people. It doesn't matter what. And I feel like that's yeah. that's something that the church struggles with now. I can remember I was in college, going to college to be a youth pastor. I wanted to be on staff at a church. And I hit a point where I turned really, really bitter and angry toward the church. And I started hating the church. And, and here I was like 21 years old. <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with the rest of my life. And I'm like, how can I work for a church when, like, I, I don't like anything the church stands for? How do you work for a church when the church is being toxic? Yeah. yeah. And so it was a quote I read where it said, the local church is the hope of the world. And it shifted my mindset of, like, yeah, the church is a broken place, but yet we can also bring people hope. One thing that I think you preached on, once um stuck with me shout out (laughs) um it was in big church and you're talking about there was a study where it's like pick the picture that most reminds you of the church and i forget what the figure was but a bunch of people it was a guy holding a bible pointing a finger yelling yeah and i thought that was just it was like, wow, that, but I got it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that our church does a really good job help, like, talking about this stuff and mm-hmm. not being that church that's yelling at everyone. There are some situations where it's like people are, and they could they could be Christians, they may not be, but, like, are, like, persecuting, like you said, people for maybe their differences. So I think the church could maybe kind of teach on that like maybe how do you how do you learn to love people that are like differences because that's really hard and that's mm-hmm. stuff not like a lot of people know this is maybe the thing the church struggles the most with so the bible teaches about this idea of grace and truth mm-hmm. where we are to give people grace for the things they give wrong but also we are to speak truth to people and i think what you guys are wrestling with is like is almost that grace versus truth issue that i've heard almost every Christian I've ever talked to wrestle with that issue. And most people tend to fall on one side or the other. So because my question for you guys is how do you think you balance giving people grace and love but also speaking truth into their life? I think people that are different than you, you still do have to love them. And that's that doesn't change, I don't think, no matter who it is. But there also is sometimes like just because you want to be nice to them doesn't mean you have to adopt ways and necessarily do the same things they do mm-hmm. and so that's where I think that's the fine line between yes be nice to them but like 
also, you know, like, know what God has for you. Don't, like, change your ways just for them because you're being nice to them. There's a balance that has to be struck. And I, I've touched on this multiple times, but I think that you have to... Um, you have to have a relationship with a person first. And if they're claiming to be Christian and doing something that isn't Christian, then go like, hey, dude, what you doing? Um, and with other people, just having the conversation. Like, if you have a relationship with someone who's not a, not a Christian, do you feel like you can... I guess anybody can answer. Do you feel like you can still call them out in truth? Or is it different because you're like, you don't have a, like, they don't really have that standard. You should, like, like you said, like Alex said, like, build that relationship with them. Like, let mm-hmm. them know, hey, I I am a Christian. Right. I am willing to be nice and kind and that mm-hmm. kind of person and kind of, like, show them that love and mm-hmm. they, like, hey, maybe change their, or uh, maybe change, like, what they think of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Through, yeah, you. And if you're trying to convince people, you can't just say, because the Bible said so, if they don't believe in the Bible. It's like a circular argument. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, Bible, how do you believe in the Bible because the Bible says so? Yeah. Like that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's a huge thing generationally, too. I mean, I think Jordan's talked about it. Like, these next generations, um, probably like what millennials going into Gen Z, like they're not just satisfied with people being like, well, just do that because that's what the Bible says. Like they want to know why and they want to um, figure it out and and just see explore different things and see why it makes sense. Obviously you, you know, use biblical truth, like that's important, but like it's not going to be important to someone who doesn't believe in the Bible. So approaching it, yeah, from a different angle, which is really cool that you guys are seeing that at your age because that's your generation feels that way. So yeah, I guess this is in closing. Um, do you guys have any thoughts, anything maybe that we talked about or didn't talk about that you just kind of want to be like, hey, I wish people or adults understood this? Well, I do want to go back to the first question, kind of like, what is who is God to you? Yeah. Okay. And I feel like that was a really hard question to answer because I, I looked at the planning sheet and I was like, oh my, you're always taught, okay, he's there, but no relation to him, really. Right. And so, and then it he almost kind of ends up just being like, a, once you kind of like learn, it's almost like, a best friend almost he's almost just kind of there he does like he's supposed to help you yeah. and there, but like really when you really uh develop your faith you kind of realize that like he's not just a best friend he's like there for you eternally like he's the one who created you he's the one that's like there for you to help and like that you're not just here alone it's mm. he's with you so so thank you all for listening or watching or whatever yep just remember to have conversations, because conversations are important. All right, it's been another banger of an episode. Catch you next time on the Flippity Flip. Do say the smart things. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Okay, that was rough. <laughs>